Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm finally joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass-Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I'm also joined by John Nash host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Today, we're looking ahead to UFC Vegas 64. But first, Eugene, you're back. Give us the rundown of the whole events that you faced during your tour. It was it was pretty phenomenal, even though uh, I, I maybe made the tactical error of getting not only my fifth booster, but a uh, uh, a flu shot uh, two days before leaving. Um, it actually worked out OK. Uh, um, you, you know, my lymph nodes were swollen like crazy. But the first show was a big festival in uh, in Porto, Portugal. We had had like uh, two thousand people there, and uh, it was uh, it was it was a pretty good kickoff for what amounts to probably my thirty seventh show this year with Winwell. So um, you know, we, there's now always the, the crap show, and now we call that the 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 Brighton the Brighton paradox, and uh, and we had one of those uh, um, where. Um, where you know it's not measured by numbers but people were just so terrified that they were paralyzed with fear and that's never that's never very fun <laughs> you know you want them to have some emotional effect but being paralyzed with fear is you know you don't want an audience like that so uh, but it, you know it's not their fault maybe i needed to tone it down a bit but we sold you know a lot of merchandise played a lot of cool shows soul crusher at the end we got to play with a uh, Amin Ra uh, and Kaven, you know, um, uh, 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 Sumac with some of the bands that we uh, play, Bong Ripper, you know. <laughs> so if you're if you're if you're into metal, it was a it was a big uh, you know cavalcade of really cool other bands to see and uh, and friends of ours from other shows that we played with before. So I got nothing bad to say. It was uh, outside of being terrified of dying every given moment because of the driving and the flying I, I i had a great time it was it was a good good deal so well that's awesome did you get to take in any of the fights over the course of the weeks that you were out yes i did almost all of them awesome. in, in, in actual fact um because you know i'm sitting in the van for four or five hours at a stretch as we go from you know uh, from show to show so i i don't think there was a, a significant one i missed that, that's why it was sort of disingenuous when i asked you oh who who won the week because i i knew of course that john pathetically tied with me uh <laughs> which means that he was really took second place to my genius picks but uh um 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I paid attention. I paid attention. Good. Uh, except except for last night, where uh, I I forced myself to not pay attention to the boxing match because I just can't. I just can't. All right. So I am gonna go backwards to UFC 280 to one particular fight, and I gotta get your take because I had someone reach out to me last week and were so excited to hear what you thought of Sugar Sean O'Malley and Piotr Jan. Mm-hmm. And when I told him that you were still on tour mm-hmm. and that you weren't going to be on, he was so upset that he wasn't going to get to hear your conspiracy theory take on Piotr Jan. Because all of us, John, myself, everybody I know, thinks that Jan won the fight. Of course. So of course. I did a whole take. show on it, a whole uh, show stomp on it last but we week. Hear and it's been, it, it's been backed up by some uh, guy who said, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi, uh, the judging panel, there's no board of sports board, sanctioning board. You could just do whatever the, whatever the hell you want. And that's clearly what was done. If you didn't, if you were curious about the moment when WWE became UFC, then this was, yeah, well, that moment happened years ago, but never was it more apparent. And anybody else who said, oh, it was close. Oh, we don't, you know, takedowns are not measured. Oh, you know, okay, well, how do you square that with now the new fancy number one ranking? It is not, this is by no means a sport. It is sports entertainment. If you didn't know it before, you know it now, and it's disgusting. And always, if you, when they announced his name, there was no one more surprised than Sugar Shane himself because he's a fighter and he knows. But at the same time, the first time I want to turn back a trophy that was, I thought, unfairly justified, somebody who was a, an MMA fighter of some note at the time goes, you're stupid. You know, you're, if you're in that position, who are you to say what the judges saw? Well, in this instance, it's the machinery. It's the jungle. They want this guy. They want to advance his fortunes and whatever. It's entertainment. He Is he more or less entertaining than Jan? Well, clearly the house decided that he's more entertaining. So there you go with a number one ranking. But it's disgusting for those of you who thought for half a second that it was a sport. And that's me, you know. All right. So we are going to go ahead and take a look at last night's card. UFC Vegas 63 Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. We're going to start at the top, work our way down the fight. Who picked, who, who picked who? Uh, we all the three picked the same, so we're all tied. So we uh, we all picked Brendan, I mean, uh, excuse me, Arnold Allen. So, yeah. John, I'm going to throw over to you first, because this is probably the only fight on the card you watched. And yeah. I got to get your take on it. I want to know if you saw it the same as uh, several of us saw that Arnold Allen, even without... Uh, Calvin Cater's knee injury, it looked like he was already having his way with Calvin Cater. Well, first I want to say, I, I didn't realize we had uh, Nate Wilcox filling in for Eugene. That's Spiel for 15 <laughs> minutes taking over the show. Oh, really? So anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> when you... <laughs> I asked him. You leave him alone. You did. I, sta- I stayed just... on Eugene because he's been away for three weeks. I and I have a lot of digs I've built up over three weeks. Don't worry, I'll be using those all day. He missed you, Eugene. Yeah, Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Missed with every shot so far. (laughs) (laughs) But back to this fight. Uh, Yeah, no, I thought. I mean, 
it wasn't like he was he was running away with it, but no. it looked like Allen was the the better fighter. Right. But it, I mean, as soon as he landed on that flying knee and you see his knee pop, uh, it's like that fight they should have called. It was obvious he was done. <laughs> Eugene, what? That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's why it's really short. I had other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I barely paid attention to that fight, and that's the only one I watched. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eugene, what did you think? Well, you know, I, I for half a second I was like thinking, okay, ha- calculation wise, what happens to to Calvin? Uh, okay, so he gets violently schooled by Holloway. So what kind of guy are you after that? Either you fold. Or you like say, you know, I need to, I need to, I, I got, I got this, me and this horse, something has to be proven here. I'm getting back. And that's his next fight where he comes back to show, yeah, okay, I had a bad night, but I'm still here. Boston strong, blah, 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 blah. So he was, he was okay. Fine. I gotcha. He's okay. But now things settle down. We're back in the grind. I'm still number five where I got to show up to do something big time. And what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to, you know, this guy It's clear. The jungle wants this guy, but in actual fact, we're not that far apart. We're not that far apart in age. We're not that far apart in abilities where, yeah, he's got, he's on the come up, but he's fought bums. I fought tough guys. I should be able to do all right. And then, and then what told him that he wasn't doing all right? Uh, a freak injury, Abraham and Strauss, always something. There you go. And that was the second time this fight, the, uh, this whole night that we saw something like that. The first being with, with Hawes, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, not, uh, not Hawes. Yeah. Oh. With Hawes. Uh, who got his yes, uh, uh, the knee? Uh, yeah, and of course, when you saw that Mergliata was the was the ref, you got to know after his <laughs> We're gonna, early wait, stoppage wait, wait, last stay. time. That, hold hold that? that hold that thought. We're gonna get to that fight, so don't don't let it out yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, you hold on so, to yeah, it. I mean, Alan. I think Alan probably w- would want a better fight. I think everybody would mm-hmm. want a better fight. I think it stunk up the whole joint, it, it ending that way. But I think, uh, I think you know, sometimes when you get messages from your body, that's what the messages look like. Yeah. You know. What did you think of? It's like John, John trying to get John trying to get out of bed in the morning. It's like, ow! And that's your body saying, "Screw you, John." Yeah, you've been spying on me getting out of bed again. <laughs> so I, I did. Have... Well, it's my bed. I yeah. did find his call out a little bit amusing yeah. and Aaron Bronstetter, I think Aaron Bronstetter put his finger right on it because when they were, when they were uh, talking up, you know, you, you've, you've come this far, you just taken out a guy who's never been taken out who's never been finished before, because that was the first time that, well, uh, that Calvin Cater has been, uh, Finished via TKO because that's that's yeah he wasn't finished he got injured I don't consider right it but finished, it's so. it's it's considered a TKO that's how the win was logged yeah anyways yep, yep, yep. they were asking Arnold Allen who he wanted next that you know it's you've been talked about as the next guy in line and so Arnold Allen was like yeah yeah I would like to fight for an interim belt you know since Volk is going to be out for a while and Bisping asked him so who do you want to fight for that interim belt. And he had to think for a second, and it was like he did not know who the other contenders were. So he immediately goes, well, well, then I'll take Volkanovsky. Well, Volkanovsky mm. is looking like he's going to fight Islam Makachev. But I just found that that part amusing, especially when Aaron Bronstetter points it out that it seemed like he didn't know the names of the competitors in his own division. 
I can't blame him. <laughs> I, honest to God, I can't blame him. If you ask me that question now, I'd be like, uh, you know, uh, there's that guy, Jim. Uh, I mean, I, what the hell? What, what do you know? You know? <laughs> All right. We are going to move to the co-main event, which was a fight. Max Griffin, Tim Means. Um, Max Griffin, I think, has hit his ceiling, and it is yep. the um, well past his prime Tim Means, who yep. is also still a really tough dude. But again, he is not in his prime, even if he is still trying to hang in there. But Griffin did take the split decision. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And they start using those words that, that tell, you know, oh, he's got a lot of, you know, I mean, essentially like a guy is on the downslide and they start saying the same sort of things. Oh, he's got a chin on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, okay, I got you. I got the, the subtext. I got you. Okay. Yeah. John, did, I know you didn't get to see any of the fights, but would you agree that Tim Means is not in his prime and Max Griffin has hit his ceiling? He, he, probably. I mean, I, it's not that I didn't get a chance to see it. I refused to see it. It's, I know a uh, lot the of car, uh, There's stuff going, but uh, probably. I mean, then, listen, it's not. Means already. Means got trucked. Didn't he get trucked by Kevin Holland just before yeah. that? Yes, he did. And yeah, so I mean, Means was a good fighter, but neither of these guys are. Uh, I mean, yeah, neither of these guys are going to go far. And Max Griffith win, and I don't know if it really means that much. I will say gets- this about the card itself. There were some really killer finishes on it. So I'm glad that I was sort of early on. Yeah, I was glad. I'm glad I was side eyeing this be- while I was waiting for the other the other boxing yeah. to happen. Because this weekend had a ton of boxing, like really good fights. Katie Taylor, um, Loma beating Ortiz. I mean, there was uh, there was some really good boxing on so. Nate Diaz. <laughs> That was slap fighting, though. That was that. That, that might have been the, the slap boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the slap yeah. fighting league, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did, wait, did anybody watch the Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul yes. last? I, I I didn't. I have no interest in. Was actually so. a good fight. I refused well, under protest. I will. Uh, I no will protest. give you this. It was actually a good fight. Entertaining as all get out. I was impressed. Um, and I'll I'll make two- impressed in what regard. Two, two regards. Okay, as much as it bothers me, Jake Paul has some, and I'm not saying that he's some fantastic boxer or anything. He's not, but he is improving and he has power. There is no denying it. And he's he's obviously training. He's obviously putting serious training and hard work into this because it shows. Now, I need to see him against a real boxer but what i'm seeing of him in his last you know he's six and oh right now it's all celebrity stuff but still he's taking it seriously and it shows that's all i'm saying. well okay Let, let's when we say when they talk about him being a youtuber and celebrity stuff let's put this in this is no uh danny bonaducci no, versus shrek right nope. This nope. is like, he's actually really training. Yes. You know? And he's got physical gifts, too. I mean, there's yeah. no denying that right. And it is a big one. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but the other thing, the my second point that I wanted to, to <clears throat> note here is that Anderson Silva still looks good. My goodness, he looks good. And, and if he didn't take so long to get the feel for the guy, because... 
it, it takes him a minute to get in in mode and then if he would stop showboating just a little bit you know because he's still doing his little showboating stuff and sometimes that catches up with him he got but that's a te- that's a technique at this point it is. right it is i mean he looked- he, he's trying to he's trying to unsettle his mm-hmm. opponent he's not and he yeah. looked really good in there the fight itself i would i I would actually recommend watching this if you guys get a chance and have an uh, have access to um, to the fight. It's worth mm-hmm. watching. It was a good fight. I was entertained. Mm-hmm. And then, the- well, I'm I'm a big at this point now. I'm a big Jake Paul uh, supporter because you know he's putting money in the pockets of guys who haven't who very possibly need it after years of slaving away for the UFC. And, you know, I applaud the effort. And if somebody made the point, one of the commentators, uh, you know, post post facto made the point, uh, uh, boxing, this looks bad for you too. Mm-hmm. Do not, <laughs> yeah. a, a YouTube guy is coming in and, and, and putting on some of the biggest cards. What does that say to you about boxing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not just, okay, yeah, he's beaten you know, over the hill, oopsie guys. But the reality of it is, this is not a great look for boxing either. This guy is one of the biggest stars in boxing now. Who is he? Come on. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, if, I, I, I would argue he's not really one of the biggest stars in boxing. His, his audience is not boxing fans. Right. It It is definitely those weird incels that inhabit you, their YouTubes, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't have the best fans. OK, mm-hmm. we'll just yeah. we'll just leave it at that. However, well, well the, the other people buying this are MMA fans. They're, yes. they're just, they, he's found a way to like troll MMA fans that, oh, I'm going to beat up your, your stars in boxing mm-hmm. and they buy it. But it's not very few boxing fans are buying these pay-per-views well somebody's mm. buying them because they 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 are making some money yeah, yeah. this uh i mean they they're estimating this will be his biggest and the previous biggest was against woodley the first mm-hmm. one was five hundred thousand buys yeah i mean so he's this does more than that he's definitely and uh, sp- supposedly silver walked away with half a mil right yeah. no Would no you? no he got a lot more yeah, okay. That was probably just disclosed, but the the point I'm making here though is that Anderson looked good, Jake Paul looked good. Anderson did get dropped in the 8th, the final round, but that uh, that speaks volumes to Jake having the power in the 8th round after a pretty hard fight and a good fight. He got touched up too. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were yelling that it was rigged and this and that and that Anderson got robbed. Anderson did not get robbed. Y'all are mm-hmm. stupid, okay? Jake mm-hmm. Paul won the fight. I had I had it just fine with that decision. There was no problem mm-hmm. with it. So yeah, the, the uh, only way the only way this fight was fixed was that they fixed it by booking him against a forty seven year old Anderson. Right. So. Yeah. But, but I tell yeah. you what, yeah, yeah. Anderson looked freaking good in there. I cannot mm-hmm. get over it. He looked I, I, the 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 rumor. I mean, I don't know it's rumor, but the fantasy booking because Anderson Silva mm-hmm. wants his last fight to be in Japan. So does a Mr. Fader Emilianenko on his last fight. Oh, stop it. But they have also said, Anderson's also said he wants to do something very special with GSP boxing. And I'm thinking that that is probably going to be what he exits professional combat sports with. Because he's already said that he's not retiring. And when he said that, he listed what he wanted to do. And what he said was he wants to compete Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu professionally he also said he wants to start training and that he's already started doing that with his own sons so i like the idea of his quote not retiring if 
if that's the track he wants to be on. I think that's mm. awesome. And if he wants to have one more uh, boxing match and mm. he wants it to be GSP, I'm all for that too. Oh, wow. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I love the idea. I think it's fantastic. Mm. The two greatest of all time. Yep. Let them. Absolutely. Mm. Let, let them make some money. Let them draw mm. in a bunch of pay-per-views. Let them let the undercard mm. be a bunch of uh, people that need the money, just like Eugene was saying. Mm. I think it's a great idea. Let it happen. And I also like the idea of Anderson doing some jujitsu tourneys. I love that, too. Yeah, I, not, that I like. At, at least he's not... You know, as Eugene would say, make the sign around his waist and say that he's still got one more left in him. Correct. Correct. So now we're going to move back to the fights last night, the UFC fights. And we're going to talk about Trayshawn Gore trying to take Josh Fremd head off. That was great. Wow. He dragged him all around the cage, flipped him upside down. I mean, had him running on the cage from his back. I mean, it was just the, the gnarliest sub. Boy, oh well, boy. And, and also, it's like Bisping is like trying to take it away from dude. Like, oh, that was some nice impro- improvisational stuff you came up with out there. And he's like, no, man, I've been practicing this in practice. You know, we have actually been practicing this. Like, you know, the counter to the initial guillotine is that the guy tries to roll and I sunk it deeper because I've been doing this when I trained. And uh, so it, it was it's nice to I mean, if he had been smarter, maybe what he would have done is like, you know, uh, Von Flew, there's named after guy Von Flew. So he can say, this is called and put his name on it. But that was that was pretty that was, it, it, you know, his nickname is well earned because it yeah. not only felt vicious, it looked vicious and uh that was pretty perfect. I enjoyed it. And and as a salute to Zane Simon, who makes this joke about Josh Frem being Fremderfoe, looks like <laughs> Frem was definitely the foe last night. Now, John, I know you didn't watch any of the fights, but you had to have caught some of the little highlights rolling across Twitter because this uh, one was all over. Oh, I did. I saw that. First of all, I got to tell Eugene, I can't tell him how much I've missed him making tons of noise when someone else is talking. I they're, they're just, it's a joy to hear that again. The, the mic pops and the, I'm not uh, moving at all. I don't know what you, I got the okay. cheapest mic ever and I'm totally uh, still. Okay. okay. I would, you sound fine, that. Eugene. I just rubbed my, I just rubbed my eyes two seconds ago when you started talking and that was probably what you heard. I, I didn't uh, realize man. my eyes were noisy. You're very noisy. But anyways, uh, but, but this, when I, I saw the highlight, and all I could think of is they kind of reminded me, remember the movie Aliens when they're tied to the couch? Yes. And the, the, first, the first guy ends up being the, not Aliens, I mean The Thing. The Thing. They're tied to the couch in the movie The Thing, and they're doing the blood test, and the first guy ends up being The Thing, and he grabs the other guy and starts throwing him around. I'm like, it was, it was kind of like that. Yeah. It definitely was. Um, I now I'm confused. Like to- now I'm not, I'm baffled because now I'm thinking I'm confusing the thing with the Kurt Russell movie. Oh, oh that's that's the, it is the Kurt that's Russell the thing. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next we're gonna get to this one. I gotta. I, I hope Eugene watched this fight because I I gotta know. 
Did you give this split decision to Khalil Roundtree? Because I thought Dustin Jacoby won, but I I'm, I was again watching out of the corner of my eye. No, no, I watched it, and and Roundtree. I think that was I think that was, was a, right? a fair assessment. Okay. I think it was a fair assessment. There were there were enough occasions where he was game till the end, where he had the dude on his back foot, um, and was you know. They have an inch. I think their their reaches are about an inch apart, and he was actually um, actually scoring, snapping the guy's head back. So I think it was close enough for the guy to justifiably be chagrined when he he wasn't picked. But I I, I did not feel I I thought the fight itself was a baton death march. I gave them credit for you know I gave Roundtree credit for for having the conditioning to make it through to the end and still be viable. But it was, you know, it was a fight that was causing me to question why I, I do what I do here. So, <laughs> okay, all right, John. I know you didn't watch, so I'll just move on to one that I know everyone yeah. saw. The... Move on, move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, actually, I did hear this was a good fight, though. Uh, yeah, Nuss Freeman was... was talking about it on Twitter, wasn't he? I saw that later in the night. Yeah, <clears> it was all right. I, I didn't mind it at all. I mean, it was better than some of the fights. But, anyways, let's talk about Roman Zalidze absolutely starching <clears throat> Phil Haas. But there was there was a questionable <clears throat> aspect to this fight because yep. he had him on the ground and they were rolling around, and he had. He had Phil Hawes' knees so compromised. I mean, it should have been stopped there. That was pretty much a submission. And the guy was yelling out. Yeah, and Mergliata, if he hadn't have been so butthurt over the grief he got over his last stoppage, which was early, he would have, he would have, I mean, he does this. He swings, he pendulums Mm -hmm. from like, I'm going to let you die in there to stopping it when like you, you know, you're blinking your eyes. So yeah, any, even jujitsu competition, any vocal exclamation gets the fight stopped, DQ'd or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't continue. And uh, anybody watching, you know, yeah, he was flexible enough to kind of make that split, but that's fine. If a guy's stretching, if the other guy's actually trying to do something to your leg and, uh, and he couldn't stand up from it. It's like, and Oh, there's a lot of tough in this guy. There's no giving this guy. It's like, yeah, come on. You got to save him from himself. That was garbage. That was a garbage non-stoppage, you know, um, and Mergliata, maybe it's time, maybe it's time to, you know, other sports beckon, you know, I, people went crazy when the camera in, in the stands flashed on the PBR guy. It's like, you got to be kidding. Stop it. You know, professional bull riding. That's what everybody's excited about. Get that's out of here. Because, the, you know, Endeavor owns PBR now. Yes, they, of course yes, they do. Yes. I told you. I mean, I guess you don't maybe listen to the showstopper where I go to this big media event okay. and I run into a guy from Endeavor. And I'm like, oh, and the guy and I'm like schmoozing the guy's. You got to come to L.A. And I think he's saying, I'll get you some tickets. We can go to, you know, we can go cage side and watch the, you know, the UFC. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to L.A. We got our, this thing is super exciting. And I'm like, yeah, what is it? Which fight are we talking about? And he goes, no, nah, man, PBR. I go, what, Pabst Blue Ribbon? What? It, professional bull riding. That's what they're excited about at Endeavor, PBR. And the camera flashes on this guy, the professional bull rider, and people go nuts. It's like, I can't, okay, I guess I'm, I guess it's, I'm the odd man out here, right? I just don't care about professional bull riding. You're not the odd man out, okay? Take it from yeah. someone who lives in Texas and has actually seen a live bull riding show. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. First of yeah. all, there's an eight, eight seconds, right? If you, if you 
hate the pacing of an ESPN card. Imagine that live in a dirty ass bleacher with a bunch of stinky ass people around you, drunks, everything else that are there slobbering and everything over, over some bull with the name of, you know, I don't know, juggernaut or something like that. I mean, I know there's a famous bull that's already dead named Bocephus, but I mean, they, they are so into the bulls and then you have to wait forever in between the, the, the riders and everything. And then it's so short and then you got to wait another 30, 40 minutes for the next guy to get on. It's just nuts. I know, I know that the, this was a small show and that the PBR you see on TV is much better paced and managed and all of that but still what you get for the little amount of seconds that the guy's on the on the i don't know i just not for me not for me at all well yeah and i was disappointed that after making this big multi five billion dollar acquisition that you know endeavors minds have pivoted away from the sport they should be developing into focusing on pbr but you know the reality of it is Horses don't negotiate well, right? So, <laughs> our bull, sorry, bulls don't negotiate well. So, <laughs> well, all right. What's interesting about PBR is originally was founded by the the riders themselves. It was owned by them, a group of them, seventy. Ah, and so they they were they that. they owned their own sport for a while until they got bought out. But so, so well, that's I some didn't even the know that. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, actually. Fighters should maybe think about that that they can own their own their own promotion. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. So next up, Andre Orlovsky got submitted again and very quickly. Marcos Rogerio de Lima finished him in under two minutes. And oof, what in the world is going on there? Yeah, I don't know. I refuse to watch this. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to buzzsaw through these next ones. We had uh, Junyon Park getting the. Second round rear naked choke over Joseph Holmes. I have no idea who Joseph Holmes is, so didn't really care about it. Uh, we did have Steve Garcia absolutely yep. starching Chase Hooper. Now, I will ask you both about this because that clip has run around a lot. Chase Hooper yep. is not ready yep. for the UFC. Yep. He's not ready for the UFC. Yep. He's yeah, young. Yeah. He's only 22 or 23, so he's got plenty of time. But they need to let him go back to the regionals for a while. And, well, and this is something This is you've underscored by mentioning the age, and you've underscored something that I've been thinking about. Yeah, they have they, they had a recent spate of like two or three people that are under 19. Oh, these phenoms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now we run into the Sukaju effect. So, you know, what is the right what is the right pace to bring these cats along? I mean, I guess ultimately you want to be able to exploit them like you can a seven. Tell you what, buddy, I give you a sandwich and some M and M's. I'll fight for that. I'll fight for that. And then you know, but how long can you actually, you know, sage north but these guys into some sort of success? Give them tomato cans, develop a fan base, and then you know, I don't know. It's it seems to be to be a fraught with minefields as a way to go to develop the sport. So. Right. Uh, John, I would like to get your take on this because I know you saw the clip. Well, I see. Yeah, I saw it. I saw a fraction of the clip, but uh, I mean, Chase... yeah, there was only a fraction to see. Yeah. How would you like to look at uh, of the 90 second clip? I only watched 30 seconds of it. Well, <laughs> that's the, from the fraction of a fraction. I saw. Okay. I saw, <laughs> okay. right, I saw right. Basically, I saw a still of the clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But uh, no, it's uh, for him. It's like okay, he's he's actually he's kind of proven his UFC caliber in quotations there because he's what three and three in the UFC now, so he's five hundred. But he's a young guy. It's like five hundred is is pretty gonna be pretty brutal on him. I think you know for a guy his age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah how long can you go five hundred for? I, I kind of agree. He should at his age, he should get get a little softer touch, work on his game, and come back. You know, get five, six, a couple, just two or three years outside the UFC. But, you know, outside the UFC is a big pay drop. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Carlos Mota got the last minute call up to face Cody Durden. Now, he was the LFA champion um, at, at 125 or maybe it was at 135. I can't remember. I think it's 135. But anyways, he made a 20 pound weight cut in about. 30 hours because hmm. he had to start his cut as he was flying because he got the last minute call up. So uh, a lot of people wanted to attribute that to his loss to Cody Durden, but I want to throw a wrench in the plans. And I say this as a kind of a fan of Carlos Mota, because I've watched his fights. He's a pretty nice dude on Twitter. So I've watched a few of his fights, but there's a problem here. Cody Durden went in with a great game plan. I hate the dude because he's a racist, but he went in with a great game plan. He's a good wrestler. And Carlos Mota Tazil needs to work on his takedown defense because it is absolutely invisible. There is no takedown defense. And he got out-wrestled and outward, and he was also super timid in there and just basically didn't do shit. So that loss didn't really come from that that extreme weight cut. That loss came from um, a, a guy that's still very, very green. So, uh, And the last fight uh, on the card was Christian Rodriguez getting that nasty, nasty anaconda choke on Joshua Weems. I, I actually like that a whole heck of a lot. It was pretty fast. It was very, very slick. And I want to see a little more of this guy. I can't say I would recommend, but I will definitely keep my eye on him. Eugene, it was a nice anaconda. I know you had to have seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, if you get a chance, because it was a only four minute fight, definitely oh, okay. check it out. It was it was pretty nice, and there are some clips. So if you just uh, do a quick yep, Twitter yep. search, you can find. Usually, that. usually if there's a fight and I hear it was won by submission, um, I'm, I usually tune in just to see the submission. Yeah, so that one is going to be Rodriguez versus Weems. So yep, yep. Definitely check that out. Now we are going to move into UFC Vegas 64. Eugene John has tried. He's given the good old tried, solid tried. Of Except the- nailed it, Homer. You know, Eugene, you can sit down. I'll take it over from here. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. It has to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, and much more to do with the marketing heft and weight put behind you by the overlords of the now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the UFC. If you don't like being a don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple: fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us, bedwetters. Holy crap! I have missed that. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, after three weeks, there were some doubts as to whether I remembered it or not. <laughs> you nailed it. First try. No, he screwed You could tell he screwed that up. I, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, yeah. John gave the college try, and he did an admirable job in that he put a lot of effort into it, but it was terrible either way. You mean like the whole rest of his life? 
No, no, come on now. <laughs> Lots of effort, still terrible. <laughs> All uh, you right. know what? I can hear you. I I thought you could you couldn't hit the green button yet, so you weren't sure. Okay, sorry. sorry. All right. So this, all right, last week was a one-fight card, literally. The only fight yep. that mattered was the main event. This fight is a two-fight card, and there are one or two other fights that are very interesting. Outside of that, it's your typical fight night card, so we'll probably buzzsaw right through it. But as always, we are working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up. About order is subject to change. Our first fight, thank God we got a women's fight because we didn't have any on the last yeah. card. And so they have front-loaded the crap out of some um, some ladies' fights here. I don't care about this one, but there is a ladies' fight on the card. There's actually three. Uh, Ramona Pasquale versus Tamiris Vidal. This is at 135. Do we care? Nope. Nope. John yeah, this is, yeah, no, I, I'll do a pass on that one. All right. Though I do have to say, I'm still flying high over Caitlyn Chakalaka's last last loss. But that was she was actually in a good fight. That was yeah, a it was good a good fight. fight. Yeah. Yep. Well, well. All right. Next up at flyweight, Jake Hadley taking on Carlos Candelario. I don't care. Um. That's that. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Is, is Jake, did we? Did that guy lose or something? Did we watch him? The name. Hang on, let me. Like, that's the, all I can think of. Was I think he? We. He yeah, he lost to Alan Nascimento in his um in his uh, debut. I, yeah, I didn't watch that fight. I just remember the name. I, I remember promise it must be a recap or something. He gave him to remember the name. But yeah, I guess that's that's all. That's all that's all I know about him that he lost. And nope, gonna pass. Oh. Yeah, no, don't care. Okay. Next up, Johnny Munoz Jr. taking on Ludovic Shalinian. I, I don't care. These guys don't matter. Nope, don't care. I mean they might matter to somebody, but sure, in terms sure, of, of course, getting but... a portion of my Saturday night. Sorry, guys. How about you, John? Uh, yeah, they're just they're just, they're fights. That's it. Yep, filler. Next up, Chin Yu Frey taking on Poliana Viana at strawweight. Oh. And uh, you know what? I I know the names. I know the ladies. And by that, I know I'll be passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna guess that they're all coming up losses too, but Always. I'm not sure. But I'm guessing. I mean, Chin Yu so, Frey no, is, is eleven and seven. And Poliana yeah. is 12 and 5. Yeah. And I just think that Poliana is probably going to put it on Jin Yufrey. Yeah. They're, prob- they're probably ranked like 31 and 32 in a 33 women's strawweight division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up, we have at Bantamweight Mario Bautista taking on Benito Lopez. Probably a very fun fight, but Bantamweight is pretty deep, and I feel like I can take a flyer on this. I will watch it, but would I recommend it right this moment? Not yet. Yeah, me neither. How about you, John? Yeah, this it's a respectable fight, mm-hmm. it's a, but it's it's still not relevant enough that I gotta like go out of my way to watch it. So, mm-hmm. all right. Next up, uh, another ladies fight. The final ladies fight on the card: Miranda Maverick taking on Shauna Young. I almost care for Miranda, but she's had some issues, some troubles. I hope she gets back on track. Um, but I, I would never recommend this fight. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's just it's, they have three women's fights, but none of them are really relevant. Right. Uh, though, uh, though, didn't Miranda? Didn't we just watch her? Not just, I guess, not just, but a few like earlier in the year, didn't she? Isn't she coming? Uh, I can't she remember now. I thought she had a one win in March over Sabina Mazo, but again, it was over Sabina Mazo. <laughs> yeah, okay, she that's took not two losses but... right before that to Aaron Blanchfield <laughs> and Macy Barber. Now I feel like she beat Macy Barber. She got handed a raw deal in that split decision. <laughs> But Aaron Blanchfield definitely whipped her ass. Yeah, so. it, well, yeah. Back to the original thing. It's a, it's, it's another fight. It's just not, it's just not relevant enough to go out of your way for. All right. Next up, we have Derek Minner taking on Shaylin Nerdenbieke at uh, fly. I mean, at featherweight. Um, don't care. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not caring about this. <laughs> I'm just no, no, I'm not that it's terrible, but yeah, it's just it's just another fight. All right. Now, when I mentioned that there were two other fights that were super interesting that I would probably care about, this is one of them because Jailton Almeida is a killer. Okay, I love yep. this guy, and all three of us have said in the past after yep. after yep. his fights that he was in immediate care, and he's taken on a really good guy in Maxime, Maxime Grishin. Well, he's not super good, but he, he shows up. We'll put it like that. Anyways, this is a fight. Jailton Almeida is going to win. I do care. So I'm thinking hmm. Almeida. Yeah, I, I like Almeida, but he, you know, I, there's fits, a wait, wait, yeah. hang on. He fits your primary directive, Eugene. Fight an exciting fight. He's a killer. Yeah, but d- doesn't his opponent? Yeah, I mean, doesn't his opponent wait for something? We've ha- we've had a we've had a, a lot of, of cases in which. You know, the opponent makes or break the engagement. I mean, he could be fighting old ladies at Safeway, and it doesn't mean I don't think that's going to be exciting, but it doesn't. Well, his only two losses are to two really good dudes, in, um, Dustin Jacoby and Marcin Tybura. He yes, has- but let's, let, let's look at the fight in front of us. Who Who is Grisham? Okay, that's who I'm talking about. I'm, I'm reading you. Maxime oh. Grisham's record. Um, okay. He has a loss to Magomed Ankalaev. And and the other ones are really early in his career, back in 2011. Uh, he was, I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You're he right. went on a 13 fight streak before he had a loss, and it was to right. Magomed no, no, you're, Goliath. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, I was fully entertained and proclaimed loudly after yeah. Almeida that 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 he was a care. So. By extension, if the guy he's fighting is not a complete bum. He's not. He's a good yeah, fighter. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Well, this I'm going to pick Almeida. Yeah, so. This is one of those fights that is interesting, and while it's not ranked, it's worth watching. Yep. Yep. All right. So Eugene is also taking Almeida. John, you also made a comment that you Almeida was a care for you. After yeah. You- opponent, I mean, I was that during the, I think that was when he beat Parker Parker. Mm-hmm. Parker Parker. Parker. <laughs> it's same thing, Parker Parker. Uh, but uh, he tried. He trucked him, and then he won, I think, last month. Didn't he just fight, like, six weeks ago? Yes, he did. He put that gonna, rear naked we, choke on Anton Turkaji. Yeah, I can't remember we did again, but that's the guy. It's it's weird because it breaks my rule because it's still not a very relevant yep, fight. Relevant, yeah. But, right, but but I am I am intrigued by the guys. So I I will say I'll, I'm, I'm desperate for something to watch lately. So I will say I care, but I think he's gonna. I, he looks he looks really good. So I, I'm guessing he'll he'll truck Grisham. Yep, I, that, and that's exactly what I think too. So, all right, next up. 
we have Mark Madsen. Hello. This is this is a good one. Mark Madsen taking on Grant Dawson. This is the other one I was referring to. Now, this is on the cusp of relevancy, maybe even relevant, but Mark Madsen is undefeated. He's 12 and 0. Grant Dawson is 18 and 1, and they are both phenomenal. This is a lightweight fight. I will be watching. Um I'm gonna take Grant Dawson though. I think oh, oh, so you're saying you care? Yes, I do. This is the this is that one that remember I said it's a two fight card, but there's two other fights I'm gonna care about. This is the second one. Yeah, I'm I'm finding myself not caring. Okay, that's fine. How about you, John? I know you I, I gotta I gotta say I care because this is for yes. a lightweight fight. This is relevant. Yes, it is. And and, and if, if Madsen's the guy you were cheering for when he beat up uh Pichel. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, but, but I, I do think that Grant Dawson might be too much for him. Grant Dawson's uh, a badass. Yeah, actually, tell you the truth, I, I think, I mean, if I just go gut, I think Dawson wins. Okay, that's what I said, too. So you're yeah, taking so Dawson. You talked me into that. Look at that. <laughs> All right. All right. So next up, we have uh, Tagir Ulenbekov taking on Nate Manis. Now, I know Nate Manis is somebody that Eugene likes to watch because he's a good grappler, but who the hell is Tagir Ulenbekov? Well, let me tell you. He is 13-2. and two. He has um, he is coming off a loss to Tim Elliott. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So And then Nate Manis. Let's talk about Nate Manis. Nate Manis is 14-2. and two. No, he's four. Yeah, he's fourteen and two, and he is coming off a loss to Umar Nurmagomedov, which no shame there, but still, uh, you know, he he does have that loss. His only other loss was to Taylor Lapalus. Um, this was back in two thousand and nineteen, and that's it. He's got wins over Tony Gravely, Luke Sanders, Johnny Munoz Jr., Kellen Van Camp. So, two reasonably good guys here, but I don't care. Yeah, this is not. If, I guess if whoever wins this, if they get a good mm-hmm. opponent, I'll probably care. But yep. for this fight coming up, losses, no. How about you? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, uh, well, the, the, the what's his name? Manis. Yeah. Manis. Nate Manis. Yeah. Um. I, I, I care enough. I, I mean, at this point, I find my attention shifting to things like ADCC. So if I'm hearing that a guy's a good grappler, I'm caring enough to watch. Yeah, he's um, a good grappler. He's not something phenomenal. As a matter of fact, his he has more wins by knockout than... Um, yeah, that's than, right. But he does have some good... Man, I love his Dars. He's got a good Dars choke. And, um, you know, he's got some rear naked chokes in here. But I, I think he's all right. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't care because of Tagir, you know, that's the only thing I, I guess I'll just care about whoever wins this. Maybe it's probably right on the cusp of relevancy because it's at flyweight. I don't know. I'll pick him. All just right. To Nate Manis. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Next up. Oh my goodness. Chase Sherman taking on Josh Parisian. Do yeah, no. <laughs> this is how high is this on the card? It's the third fight from the top. We're getting ready to go to the co-main event after this. Just, I mean, right there, this is this kind of shows you for UFC fans that this is how little they think of the fan, but what they'll be willing to watch. Yeah. yeah. Freaking awful a fight this is. Yeah. Right. And if you need a heavyweight fight on the main card. 
well, you know, Jelton Almeida, Maxime Grisham is on the main card, but they should put Chase Sherman as the, the, the curtain jerker and move Jelton Almeida and Maxime Grisham up. My God, that that's a terrible thing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. All right, co-main event time. And this is one of the two fights that matters. It's ranked and... It's a pretty decent fight. Neil Magny taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah. Daniel Rodriguez, yeah, okay. 17 yeah. 2. <laughs> I'm taking Danny uh, Rodriguez. D Rod. Yeah, I'm I'm annoyed over his last matchup. I, I I'm I'm holding that against him. Oh yes, but it's not his fault he got the decision though. I know that we had Jang Lang winning. Everyone had him winning, but it's not Daniel's fault that the judges screwed Jang Lang over. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know it's Jing Liang, but I've always defaulted to Bernie Mac from the movie Life. Anyways, um, Eugene, how you going? I know you take, I know you're picking this fight, but how you going? You don't know I'm picking this fight. Oh. You know, I, I'm Magni is a gifter. I know, but he's ranked. Doesn't matter for me. Okay. Gicta. Not a gift, a gifta. Yeah. The A stands for anymore. Yeah. Anymore. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> John. What a, what a wuss. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it, it's relevant. I mean, I'm not excited for the fight, to tell you the truth. It's relevant, but, and it's kind of a coin toss, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rodriguez. I think he, just momentum on his side. Yeah. He's also momentum. probably going to be pretty hefty in there. He's not a little dude. <laughs> we'll yeah. just say that. All right. Now we get to the main event, a fight that matters. Man, I like Amanda Limos so much. Man, she's a killer. But she's taking on Marina Rodriguez, and her striking is phenomenal. So I don't know which way to go here. Uh, I think I'm going to listen to you guys. So, Eugene. I feel, I feel, who did, who did Limos fight last? She fought. Hang on, I will. We just saw it. It was uh, yeah, Watterson. Watterson. Watterson yeah, the, the karate hottie. It was she the got summer, a guillotine uh, over her. Yeah. Mm. Her only losses were very early on. She lost to Leslie Smith, and then her only other loss is Jessica Andrade. Well, that's a ter- that's a terrible loss. You oh, come you know, <laughs> Now, Marina Rodriguez has just the one loss to Carla Esparza, which was a split, and um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I fi- I find I I want to say I want to say Marina, um, but I don't I don't know that I have any healthy basis for doing that. Um, well, I'm taking Marina. Uh, John hasn't yeah. said who he's. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm on a Mind fan, but I got. I honestly, I think the match. I think it's uh, Marina mm-hmm. on this one. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, and Eugene, you were you were already getting ready to say it, so I'm yep. putting you down yep. for Rodriguez. Yep. Yep. All right. So, let me read off our picks. Uh, John and I have four, and Eugene has three because he took a flyer on D Rod and Neil Magny. So. We are all taking Jailton Almeida. Jonathan- I mean, listen, listen, listen. Let me let, let let me just say that I'm not punishing D. Rod for his last fight. 
I'm punishing them both for Neil Magny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a better way to put that if you try. (laughs) So we are all picking Jailton Almeida. John and I are picking Grant Dawson. Uh, Nate, I mean, excuse me, Nate. I, I, I'm looking at Nate Manis. Uh, I was going to say Nate is picking Eugene. <laughs> it's yeah. Eugene picking yeah. Nate. I'm sure if Nate knew Eugene, he would pick him. There um, you go. And then uh, John and I are picking Daniel Rodriguez, and we are all taking Marina Rodriguez. So, Eugene, you've been gone for a long time. We're going to start with you. What you got going on? Where can we find you on social media? I got Look What You Made Me Do, the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. Um, and I'm thinking I haven't decided yet because I'm still kind of emotionally uh, wrapped up in this thing. But the passing of D.H. Poligro from uh, the Dead Kennedys and, of course, the news reports are not lining up with what I know. Uh, he is dead. That is true. Um, but one of the paramedics to uh, pick him up is a friend. And uh, the circumstances under which they claimed he he died are technically not what they found uh, when they went in there. But whatever, I, you know, this is not the time to get on accuracy in reporting. The reality of his dude still dead. So I haven't decided whether or not I want to write about that or not uh, for the Substack Show Stomper. Again, I'm going to crap all over uh, the boxing, so you should <laughs> listen to that. And uh, uh, later on the week, I've got four pieces that used to be in the live five that are now on the end of, will be on the end of nowhere.com. And uh, I'm not afraid to call my shots. I don't know if they're actually going to get them, get them into play this week, but it's uh, my interview with Macy Gray interview with Stuart Braithwaite from Mogwai. Um, and then two others, uh, up and coming comedian, Kasim Bentley and the uh, uh, woman who was just made uh, uh, the second most exciting person, Fulbright scholar, exciting person in Austria is woman Barrett Gilma. So these are my takes on what used to be the live five now on the end of nowhere. And that is my week. All right. And you can find Eugene on Twitter at Eugene S Robinson and And Instagram at Mr. Sleep and the number three. There you go. John, what have you got coming up? Oh, nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing. Just uh, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I did record. Uh, I did record a uh, Hey Not the Face podcast last week, and next week I'll have another Hey Not the Face podcast produced by Steffi, um, uh, dictated by Steffi. Oh controlled no, it's by dictated Ste- no, no, by no. John. Yeah. Don't don't let him fool you. It's fo- yeah. totally dictated by John. Yeah. Well, so you're not the one to get yelled at. So, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, and then what else I got going up? I got, uh, we, we released last week a show money. We're talking about when we're going to do the 50th show money. Uh, I think I'm on if the shoe fits, if the shoes fit this week to give you uh, Eugene a nice break after his break. And uh, maybe, I don't know. I might, I might have an article. This week. I don't know. There's an article I want to write, but I'm really, we're in the middle of uh, the fall delivery. So it's, I'm a little busy for writing an article. Gotcha. Well, I'll be looking forward to whatever you you both have coming up. And I'm sure everybody else will too. But on that note, we are going to wrap up. So until next time, please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Presents production. To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. 
We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Level Change Podcast, the MMA Bivis Section, the Sixth Round Post-Fight Show, Sixth Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, the Hey Not The Face Podcast, and radio-style play-by-play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bloody Elbow Blog, and as always, on BloodyElbow.com. <laughs>